We're going to be in the book of Habakkuk today. We are going to start a series, probably three weeks, maybe four, in the book of Habakkuk. Use your table of contents if you need. Don't be afraid. I thought, what the heck am I doing preaching through the book of Habakkuk? Why, why would I go to the book of Habakkuk? And the reason is, most of us don't spend time in Habakkuk. Who here would affirm the Bible as the actual word of God? All of it? Yes. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Genesis? Revelation, kind of, we sort of know. But why do we neglect these minor prophets, these books like Habakkuk? And I thought, well, let me show them why. God, you know, we'd, actually, it should have gone like this. God said to me, why don't you preach a minor prophet? And I thought, okay, sounds like a good idea. And then it scared me. Like, what, 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 what if it's really hard to do? What if it has nothing to... Well, guys, here's my goal. Three weeks or so to show you how Habakkuk points to the glory of Christ and makes the gospel beautiful. Sound like a plan? Can we do it? Yes. The Holy Spirit allows. The oracle that Habakkuk the prophet saw. O Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear? Or cry to you violence and you will not save? Huh. Why do you make me see iniquity? Why do you look idly? Why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. So the law is paralyzed and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous. So justice goes forth perverted. God answers, look among the nations and see. Wonder and be astounded. For I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if I told. For behold, I am raising up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation who marched through the breadth of the earth to seize dwellings not their own. They are dreaded and fearsome. Their justice and dignity go forth from themselves. Their horses are swifter than leopards, more fierce than an evening wolves. Their horsemen press proudly on. Their horsemen come from afar. They fly like an eagle swift to devour. They all come for violence, all their faces forward. They gather captives like sand. At kings they scoff, and at rulers they laugh. They laugh at every fortress, for they pile up earth and take it. Then they sweep by like the wind and go on. Guilty men whose own might is their God. Now you all obviously saw the gospel. Amen? Yeah, I don't know what we're going to do here. I know what we're going to do here. This is magnificent. Habakkuk, a prophet, let's knock this out of there. It's an Akkadian word, Habakkuk. No one knows how to say it. Some people say Habakkuk. Some people say Habakkuk. I'm going to say Habakkuk. You don't like it? Deal with it. <laughs> we don't know the right way. Habakkuk. Habakkuk. We call him H-Man. He had, he had a struggle. He challenged God and said, God, I'll paraphrase it. Everything looks bad. Evil is everywhere. Sin abounds. And you're not doing anything about it. Israel was an idolatrous nation at this time. It was turned almost fully to idolatry. And Habakkuk knew God's truth. He knew God's promises. And this didn't look like it matched up with the truth of God. Bless you. So he comes and he he challenges God and says, God, what I see doesn't match with what you say. 
And God says, oh yeah? Well, what you're going to see is really going to blow your mind because evil's going to get worse and terror's going to abound and I'm going to take the most ruthless, vicious, horrible people the world has ever known, the, the Chaldeans, a.k.a. the Babylonians, and judge Israel by them. So Habakkuk, you think it's bad now? Hang on a little bit, buddy. You ever look around at the world... Famine, war, disease, death, sorrow, constant pain, people in the hospital, pains in the neck, pains in the house, all sorts of trouble. Chaos abounds. You ever look at the Western church? Well, let's just say chaos abounds. God, why would you allow this? Well, what does God say? My ways are not your ways. Neither are my thoughts your thoughts, says the Lord. We, Isaiah 55, we are not to challenge what we see, we're to trust in what God says. You guys tracking with me here? God is saying, my timetable and my will is perfect and will perfectly take place. It doesn't make sense to Habakkuk. God knows what he's doing. And Habakkuk says, I mean, look what he says. Destruction and violence are before me. Look at verse 4. What do you see there? So your law is paralyzed, ignored. God, you're not doing what you should be doing. And God says, oh yeah? If I told you what I'm going to do, you wouldn't believe it. Be too much for you. I'm going to take the the Chaldeans and I'm going to use them for my glory and the salvation of the world through them judging and taking Israel into exile. Come back next week, verse 12. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you take from this? Well, notice first of all, what is Habakkuk doing? He's wrestling with God. He's challenging God. Who here regularly challenges God? This is the most mature man in the church right here. <laughs> Who here challenges God? Who here says... Perhaps, God, it doesn't make sense why my dad is laid up here. I got a missing pew here. God, why? I, I got trouble in people's homes, in people's marriages. What, God, why? This doesn't match with your word according to your people. Is that okay to struggle with God and ask him why? Do you have to appease God? Nope. Can you ignore God? Do you know what grace allows you to do? Wrestle with God. Do you hear me? Habakkuk knew grace, so he wrestled with God in a desire to know God better, see him more clearly, and walk with him more faithfully. This was not, God, you're an idiot. This is, God, help me understand. Amen? That's a mature man right there. I didn't even know it. That is important. Habakkuk wrestled with God. Did God know what he was doing? The sovereignty of God. You know the Daniel statue? Who knows the Daniel statue? Assyria, Babylon, Greece, Rome. God knew what he was doing. He took the Jews into exile. And through the Roman Empire, synagogues spread over time. 
Jesus came, died, rose, the gospel went out during the Pax Romana. Who received the gospel primarily initially? The Jews in the synagogues. How did they get to where they got? Oh, snap! Verse 6. Did God know what he was doing through the Chaldeans? Taking the Jews into exile? Did Habakkuk get it? At that time? Do you kind of get it? God prepared salvation. Listen, Habakkuk knew salvation would come through the Jews. He knew the Abrahamic covenant. He didn't know how. It didn't make sense that through the Chaldeans taking them into exile, salvation would go through the Jews. But, but do you see how salvation went to the ends of the earth? Through a scattered, exiled body of believers who were the Jews who became the church through the proclamation of the gospel? It's almost like God knew what he was doing. Do you ever look at God and say, God, eh, I see my life, I hear your truth, it just doesn't seem to match up together. You ever do that? God, it's too hard, it's going to go bad, I know you love me, but you ain't acting like it. You ever wrestle with God that way? God, it hurts too much, I can't deal with it. You ever wrestle with that? Can I tell you, wrestle wrestle through grace. You can wrestle with God. Don't get angry at him. Don't falsely accuse him, but wrestle with him to seek to know his will through his word, trusting in the fact that he is sovereign. Because one day, like Habakkuk, you will say, you were right. You do love me. You did know what you were doing. Do do you see how awesome this is? We're just skimming the surface. We got a lot of book to go through. So they're taken into captivity. God's way is always perfect. His timing is always perfect. Our job is not to give God advice. Our job is to trust in God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, knowing that he will care for us perfectly. Road to Emmaus. Who remembers that in Luke? Remember that? What did Jesus do on the road to Emmaus? Through the scriptures, he proclaimed who he was. Go to Acts 13. Actually, I'll go there. You can try. Let it be known to you, therefore, brothers, that through this man, Jesus, forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you, and by him, everyone who believes is freed from everything from which you could not be freed by the law of Moses. Beware, therefore, lest what is said about said in the prophets should come about. Look, you scoffers, be astounded and perish. You know what it says next? Who's there? For I am doing a work in your days, a work that you will not believe, even if one tells you. You know what that's talking about? I'm doing a work in your days that you would not believe. Paul shows us where that's pointing and how that points to Christ. Anybody ever been through the Gospel of Mark? No. No. We should try it sometime. (laughs) It it didn't look good for a while, did it? Uh It looked like we had a dead Messiah, didn't it? It looked like salvation could not come through that, didn't it? Kind of like God was doing a work in their day that they could not understand. Out of darkness, he brought light. Out of injustice, he brought justice. Out of destruction, he brought salvation. It looked bad for a while, but God was doing a work in that day that they could not believe with their own eyes. And today, people cannot believe unless the Holy Spirit regenerates them. I just found the gospel in Habakkuk. 
This points to Christ. God, it doesn't make sense. God, it's going to go bad. God, I know what you say in your word, but what I'm seeing doesn't match up. God says, chill out. (laughs) Trust me, John. I know what I'm doing. I got a half-decent track record. Stand on my truth. Walk by faith and not by sight, and all will be well with you. Really? Only if God's true. You know, I'm preparing this this week. I get a voicemail from the roads are driving Jerry back to the hospital. I close my laptop. That's my voicemail. And I go, God, really? And it's like, pop, pop, pop. Holy Spirit says, shut up. Does God know what he's doing with poor Roy? With Mary's neck? With the Kellers? Now, we all know we all got issues, don't we? Anybody not have issues? You're the least mature person in the church. Don't put your hand up. We all got issues. We all got anxiety. I'm having dinner Friday night at the Thomasettis, right? Busiest night of the week. You know what happened? Really? Vroom, the power goes out. You know what we say? Praise the Lord. Let's see what he's up to. We should. We should. Do you know why? Because God knows them. He loves them. They're his children by grace through faith. And he's going to care for them perfectly. But you know what we would all say in that situation? God, really? I know what your word says, but I know what my power looks like. I got bills to pay, and this is the busy day of the week. You're screwing it up, God. Don't say that last part. You say, God, help me understand. Anybody have anything going on? If you don't, it's coming. What do you do when you're in a struggle? You look to the author and perfecter of our faith, who pressed on for the joy set before him. He became sin for us who knew no sin, so that in him and through him we might become the righteousness of God. Through my Lord, God did a work that we couldn't believe. Could you imagine if God told Abraham, I'm going to come incarnate, I'm going to live among you, I'm going to live a perfect life for you, I'm going to die on a cross and save you. You know what Abraham would have said? He would have said, yeah, right, God. Jesus came. He didn't come like he was supposed to come according to man's tradition, right? Jesus did incredible things and people had all sorts of excuses. Then they took this man who claimed to be Christ and they beat him and flogged him and spat upon him and hit him and nailed him to a cross. God, it don't look like it's going to work. He died? God, I thought you said you were going to save us. Jesus, I I thought you said you were Messiah. I I thought this was our hope. So we go to the tomb prepared to get that body all spiced up. And there's something missing. We see it with our eyes, right? What? 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 My man Tom. You know Tommy? Mm Mm-hmm. Y'all are crazy. I ain't believing this stuff unless Jesus himself shows up and I stick my hand in him. Oh. You know how Jesus showed up? Because he said he'd show up. Jesus said, I'll die and I'll rise. Peter said, that ain't going to happen. The disciples all fled. The scripture is a story of weak faith, really pathetic people who struggle in trusting in God, who God matures little by little as they rely on his truth and not walk in their sight. Every area of life. Do you know how you determine what you do for God? 
How you manage your time, your talent, and your treasure? Well, you look at how much you got and you decide what you want to do with it. Don't look at what you got. Look at what he says. Do you know how you lead people to faith? Don't come up with a clever plan. Come up with an accurate proclamation of the gospel to be done in love for the glory of God. Do you want to know how to raise your kids? Don't try to figure it out. Trust in the Lord your God. Do you know how to love your spouse? You know, you know, now this is awkward. We're all part of a church family. Do you know how you find a church? Don't look for what you want. Look for what God calls you to find. Do you see that? Now, if, if you, I, I've had people leave here. Dan knows this one because we didn't serve donuts and bagels like they liked. Do you remember that story? Really? I love the preaching and the people are great, but, but you know, the, the church we come from, it's bigger and it has donuts and bagels that are really good. Listen, if that's what you're after, you're going to enjoy Sundays maybe a little more. Although we got nice food now. I wish that lady come back. I said, get out. Go back. You, get, you can't eat my donuts now. <laughs> but listen to me. Our job isn't to go through life based on what we want, based on what we see, on what we think. It's to trust in the fact that God knows what he's doing. So my friends, struggle with God. Wrestle with God. Be a faithful wrestler. Don't be angry with God. Don't falsely accuse God. We're going to get into this more next week as we get to verse 12. Look, you can look there at some of these truths that Habakkuk shows he knows about God. But wrestle with him. Wrestle with him in his truths. God, I know you love me. I know you promised to care for me. I know you promised to provide for me. But God, I got, I got more days than money in this month. Help me understand what you're up to. That's okay. You can wrestle because you're, you're saved by grace through faith. You do not need to appease God. Christ has appeased him on your behalf. And you can't write him off because like Peter says, where else are you going to go? Wrestle with him to know him better, to see him more clearly, to walk with him more faithfully. Please, 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 don't ever, now casually if we're passing by and I'm like, how are you doing? Just say okay and keep walking. We'll talk later. But don't live your life based on everything's okay. Everything is okay in, in truth and practice, but we struggle with trusting in the okayness of life. And we can communicate honestly with one another because we can wrestle well together with God. Amen? Don't forget the fact that God is sovereign. You know what sovereign means? In control of absolutely everything, at every time, in every possible way. So the power goes out Friday. Did God go, oh no, get three angels down there quick. Pico messed this one up. <laughs> do, do you think? God caused her. God. No, he said, go, punch a hole in the wall. Let's move on. Let's. God knew what he was doing. You ever look around the world? Is God going, oh boy, this is going to hot to pot. It's going to hell in a handbasket. Meeting in the throne room. We need to have a plan. No. He's in control of everything. So if he controls every molecule of all of creation for all of time, do you think he might be able to control what goes on in your life for your good and his glory? Why is that? Now, now listen, I, this is where I'm talking like a hypocrite. Because, I listen, you talk to my wife. I, I, have, I can go into crisis mode. On things you all be like, that is ridiculous. I can go into crisis mode. Remember the midweek thought? Kids are puking, the dog's puking, right? Remember that one? God! This is it. This is the end of days. <laughs> Did God really forget to keep an eye on the trip house? For, for, for about a second, I thought so. What kind 
kind of pathetic fool am I that I can't handle that, right? Don't nod your head, Jim, it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> but what a marvelous reminder of how pathetic I am in the flesh, but how incredible I can become through Christ as I walk in trusting him by faith. Do you see that? Be reminded of that truth. Don't look at your life and determine who God is by what you see. Hear God through his word and rest and trust in his promises. Then look at the circumstances through the promises of God. And guys, don't forget the Son of God. See this book, Habakkuk? We're going to have fun in it. Because this is the very word of God. And through this very book, through this very word of God, Christ is magnified. You saw how, right? For behold, I am raising up the Chaldeans... That bitter and hasty nation. God, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, we sit here and God says, hey, you guys see what I did, right? I raised them up just like I said. Took them into exile just like I promised. Scattered them about through all of the Roman Empire just as I determined and decreed to do. Orchestrated the Pax Romana, the peace of Rome, the roads that came, the gospel went out and brought salvation to the ends of the earth fulfilling the Abrahamic covenant, which he's still working through, if you will. I'm doing a work in your days that you would not believe if I told. The culmination of that work is the finished work of Christ Jesus. And we get to go out and proclaim to a lost and hopeless and helpless world. And listen, lost people do one of two things. They try to appease God. God, this is really, really hard. I, I, I ain't going to complain. You're God. I'm not going to shut my mouth up here real quick. And I hope you appreciate that I'm just kind of shutting my mouth. I'm just going to trust you. I'm, I'm not, not going to say anything because I don't want to upset you. But man, that's how some people live. Or they go, I cannot worship a God who would do something like that. You ever meet those people? There is no way I would worship a God who allowed my mom or my dad or my kid or me to go through something like that. Because if God is truly loving and caring and kind, he wouldn't do it and I ain't worshiping him. Well, we get to go and say, hey guys, here's the deal. You can wrestle with God. You can struggle with him. And if you're not saved, go ahead and yell at him a little bit because you're going to face the wrath of him anyway. Might as well get the full measure of sin forgiven here. But this God, you're not having to appease him because you can't appease him. The only way to appease the wrath of a perfect and just God is by either him pouring his wrath upon you or you somehow living a perfect life, which you can't. But Christ did on your behalf and we share the gospel with him. And for those who walk away from God and say, I can't worship a God like that. Well, what an opportunity to say to them, you're trying to determine who God is based on what you see from a very limited perspective. Let me share with you who God is through Scripture and show you how he's worked through history and even proclaim how he worked through my life, taking someone who completely agreed with you not too long ago, but now sees things completely differently because God has given me eyes to see by grace through faith. Do you see that? We get to go out into the world and proclaim a work in our days that the lost will not believe apart from the Holy Spirit. And truth be told, the saved will struggle to trust in unless we walk by faith and not by sight. I appreciate Habakkuk. He had a question and a struggle. Some of the things he said in there, I might not do it. But listen, this is not an isolated incidence of wrestling with God. 
You ever read the book of Job? Job said, yes, sir, may I have another? <laughs> right? You ever read Jeremiah? Whew. Read Psalm uh, 38, 38 or 39 and 88, the endings. We got a lot of wrestling with God that takes place in the scriptures. Why is it there? You can wrestle with God to know him better. You're under grace. You can trust in God because he's sovereign. What a marvelous joy for those of us who are saved. And you can see how this all points to the work of Christ. You can't believe what he did, can you? Only if you're regenerated. But listen to this, and I'll close here. Do you want to know what God wants to do through this very church? Do you want to know what God wants to do individually and collectively through our lives? Do, do you really want to know? I say, do you really want to know? Yes. Well, the answer is, you wouldn't believe it if he told you. <laughs> but you know what you can do? Wrestle with him, trust in him, walk by faith and not by sight, and remember the reality of who Christ is, who you are in Christ, who you are becoming in Christ, and what he desires to do in and through and for you. Wrestle faithfully, listen attentively, and live expectantly. Habakkuk, O Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear? Or cry to you, violence, and you will not save? Why do you make me see iniquity and why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise, so the law is paralyzed and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous, so justice goes forth perverted. God... It's all going bad and you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Why? It's a man under grace. It's a man who knows facts about God. It's a man who's wrestling with what he sees and knows that his only success can be found if God helps him. Amen? Look among the nations and see. Wonder and be astounded. For I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if I told. Behold, I'm raising up the Chaldeans. No, God, no, that's not good. That bitter and hasty nation. They march through the breadth of the earth. They seize dwellings not their own. They're dreaded and fearsome. Their justice and dignity go forth from themselves. Their horses are swifter than leopards, more fierce than the evening wolves. Their horsemen press proudly on. Their horsemen come from afar. They fly like an eagle, swift to devour. He's saying that wicked, nasty, vengeful, riotous, evil nation, they conquer and destroy. You can't stop them. And they're coming for Habakkuk, God, it can't be so. They all come for violence, all their faces forward. They gather captives like sand. At kings they scoff, and at rulers they laugh. They laugh at every fortress, for they pile up earth and take it. Then, then they sweep by like wind and go on. Guilty men whose own might is their God. Guilty men who are idol worshippers. What's their God? Their strength. Their might is their God. Some trust in horses and chariots. But we trust in the name of our God. Our God is mighty to save. Our God is mighty in his work. 
And our God is mighty to sanctify us, to mature us, so that we would be able to walk by faith and not by sight. Do you want to know what he wants to do? You're going to have to walk by faith and find out. Father God, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for every word of scripture. Lord, forgive us for the the times we neglect your word. Forgive us for the times we neglect what we consider to be the hard books, or the boring books, or the abstract books. For Lord, there is no such thing. There are books that are hard to understand, but how marvelous that you do not call us to be isolated Bible readers. We should read your word and meditate on your word as you command us to, individually. But we also get to gather collectively, Holy Spirit, and see you work through encouraging us by and through your word, through the proclamation of your word. Lord, help us to to seek to hear from you through all of your word. And Lord, we thank you for this marvelous view of the gospel in Habakkuk 1. The fact that you are sovereign, that we can wrestle and should wrestle to know you better. Not giving up and walking away, not trying to appease you, but crying out, Lord, I don't understand help. Because, Lord, you are faithful and you will help. Lord, remind us afresh and anew today of the mighty work you did through our Savior. A work that the very disciples couldn't believe, even though they saw it with their own eyes. As they saw the Lord hung on a cross, dead and buried, walking in despair. How can this be, God? I thought you said this was Messiah. But Lord, that tomb was empty. Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. And Lord, I pray that we would walk through life in your power and for your glory, expecting you to do far more than we can ask or think. Because Lord, you are awesome. You are mighty. You are sovereign. Lord, forgive us for failing to trust and walking by sight. Strengthen us to walk by faith so we might know you well, enjoy you as you intend, and live the lives you've made us for in Christ Jesus. Lord Jesus, in your holy and precious name we pray. Amen.